0: Often respected podcast hosts Scott Corelli and Nick Jimenez met online in 2006 and began podcasting together shortly thereafter, discovered Star Wars Minute in 2014 and launched a Movies by Minute podcast of their own a year later, focused on the Batch of the Future trilogy, completing it less than three years later with 340 episodes about the films themselves and five about the Universal Studios theme park attraction from the early 1990s, received over 100 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, in early 2018 completed 95 episodes Episodes of the Cornetto Minute, dedicated to the Edgar Wright-directed comedy trilogy starting with 2004's Shaun of the Dead, one minute at a time. The show is nowhere near as popular, with only four reviews on Apple Podcasts, and has been on hiatus ever since. Something
1: Hey, Scott, how's the hiatus? Well, I haven't been on hiatus, not exactly. That's right, you've been working on that little side project, Spider or something. Spider-Man Minute. I don't know if I'd call it a side project exactly. I would. You know, I'm surprised you didn't take a break after last season of Cornetto Minute. That's what I did. I prefer to take my breaks behind the mic. Indeed you do, and that's why it's high time such skills were put to better use on Cornetto Minute Season 2. I'm sorry? Hot fuzz. You want us to cover every minute of Hot Fuzz? Yes, lovely. Isn't there a weekly podcast we could do? Oh, no. Can I just stay on hiatus then? No. Do I have any choice in this? No. But I kind of like being on hiatus. You always said you wanted to cover Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I don't remember telling you that. Yes, you did. You said, I'd love to cover Hot Fuzz one minute at a time someday, Zach. (sighs) Fine, but there's no way we can perpetuate the amount of carnage and mayhem in every minute of Hot Fuzz and not incur a considerable amount of podcasting. 115 daily episodes, not a problem. The Cornetto Minute returns to investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Sanford's finest one minute at a time. It's about to go off with Edgar Wright's Hot Fuzz this November at DuelingGenre.com for the greater good. For the greater good. i
0: The Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we look at a list of moving names as we analyze and celebrate Spider-Man 2, one Shabon reading minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. And today we're talking Minute 124, which begins with uh, Tim Jerome's Injured Scientist credit popping up and ends with General Foreman Andy uh, Wiedemeyer's credit popping up and is just fully credits. We're 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 here in the home stretch. Did I say yeah. it right this time?
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, more importantly, it starts with credits and ends with credits. I mean, yes, yeah, it doesn't.
0: <laughs> no, no real development happening, narrative wise. No uh... Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's. I don't. The list yeah. of names. Any any gems in there? A couple things, yeah. So I, <laughs> well, I I I got a kick out of like just checking because it's the last like. um The first thing we see is the credit, uh, Tim Jerome's Injured Scientist credit at the bottom of the screen. And I was like, is that the only acting credit I haven't talked about? And I went back and I looked and I checked and I I ran through the full list of acting credits to make sure I hadn't missed any. But I had missed Tim Jerome. And I was (laughs) like, where's Tim Jerome? And I went and did some digging. So I have determined that Tim Jerome's Injured Scientist, it is a blink and you'll miss it part in minute 40. Um, So if you go back... If we listen to that episode, you remember that we're talking about the sort of coordination. It's when everybody's exiting the building after Otto's experiment disaster, you know. And it's there's like a big one where there's a bunch of like people walking by, and uh, Harry is standing in the middle,
1: looking. Minute forty could have been worse. Could have been.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he um in in that in that bit there is a moment where an Oscorp representative, uh, Peter McRobbie, the guy that i I said was the mayor on gotham he was father Lantham on daredevil judge bradley for like a decade on lawn or svu he's the the guy who like grabbed harry and was like this is better than your father's dreams there's a bit where he says if he had more than a drop of tritium he could have destroyed the city in that moment he is walking next to a man for a total of three seconds of screen time (laughs) and the man walking with uh peter McRobbie is tim jerome now I've, I've re-watched the minute a few times and I, I finally caught it part of the reason he has a credit in this is he does have a line it's just the camera is not on tim when he has his line so before they, there's that bit he, he's holding his arm like he's injured and he just says that was too close and <laughs> the camera is on the like gurneys going by and other stuff and so when we actually land on tim he does not say any words so i thought he might have been like a uh ascended extra or something like that but he does have a line and he does have three seconds of screen time what's funny is tim jerome kind of a big deal i mean this i almost wonder if this was like a a friend of donna murphy's from the theater scene type of part like you know oh we gotta have some like some people in here bring a friend friend and we'll pop throw him in there because he doesn't have much of a screen resume not a huge one um you know like he had bit parts playing like a director in Deconstructing Harry, and he was a journalist in 13 Days, a Law and Order appearance, not a lot. But in the theater world, Tim Jerome is like a big deal. He has been on Broadway since like 1969. He was most recently uh, Monsieur Foreman in The Phantom of the Opera. He was a Carbonell Award winner for, he did, he was his version of Alfred P. Doolittle in the national tour of My Fair Lady. um He won a, an award for that. He was a Tony Award winner for Me and My Girl in 1987. So, like, you know, bona fide big deal, more than a dozen big Broadway shows um, on on his resume. He is also the founding president of the National Music Theater Network, which is what runs the New York Musical Theater Festival every year in New York City. And he is also the founding president of Main Street Musicals, which is a nonprofit organization that facilitates the development of new musicals because um, it's you know the, the most american like theater theatrical form and you want to cultivate new talent so he runs that nonprofit. he was a founding president of the national music theater network he was a vice president of the american guild of musical artists uh, which is a big you know performers guild over there and he's currently a counselor of the actors equity association which is the biggest union for stage actors in uh, the united states of america and canada that wow. guy is the 3 second walk by guy so i don't know blink and you'll miss him he's in it but just barely so wow <laughs> I yeah i it kind of blew my mind when i went digging there i was like oh my god like this guy does not mess around um but honestly it is <laughs> he's holding his you know he hurt his elbow in the thing and he just walks by and that's it i i i wonder who else is in there it's it's like when we caught that john landis was in the uh, um medical scene the medical massacre it's just nuts um yeah. so I thought that was fun um the <laughs> another credit I th- that happens in this minute that i thought was worth pointing out was um about halfway through there is the credit for steve johnson and edge effects and it just says uh doc ock animatronic construction uh, special credit for steve johnson and edge effects um considering how often we and i think every single guest that we had for the doc ock minutes praise the practical puppets and how much they kind of sold the entire uh trick of doc ock feeling real in this oh yeah Um, for sure yeah that he should definitely get a a special shout out here so like steve johnson uh has his own fx company and he is kind of a, a tricky uh person to nail down in describing what he does all the time he works in special makeup effects prosthetics animatronics and uh special effects design so Sometimes he'll be credited as a makeup artist. Sometimes he'll be credited as a puppeteer. Sometimes he's credited as a costumer. Sometimes as a designer. Sometimes he's really nifty credits like robot supervisor, which is his his credit on a bicentennial man, which by that they mean he was the one who supervised the making of all the robotic effects on it. It really boils down to that Steve Johnson is one of those dudes who makes things, physical things, that helped to sell some sort of special gag in camera or reality so sometimes it's makeup sometimes it's props sometimes it's special effects and whatnot but he's one of those people that i kind of idealized the idea of you build a a thing and it it becomes part of cinema history and then it exists you know we capture it on screen for a few seconds and it performs and then it's magic um the thing that, not that I always want to be fully in the camp of like, oh, I like practical effects better than CGI, because obviously CGI is an incredibly useful tool. It's just how you use the tool, and some of, sometimes it's used in um, astonishing ways. Um, but I do get a real kick out of whenever I see the sort of magic of old school special effects stuff. It feels like a, I don't know, like a magic trick. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's great. I mean, obvi- these puppets, amazing. Um, oh, yeah every every time they showed up we were just like oh man that's cool and um yeah he's been in the game for a while he got his uh, early start working in a lower level special effects and makeup assistant gig so he was like a an assistant in for special effects on the fog and the predator and um a makeup assistant on american werewolf in london where he worked under rick baker when oh, they were creating those crazy elaborate um special effects makeups for the werewolf transformations and for the the sort of zombie thing that his friend jack looks like he also um he sculpted the librarian ghost for ghostbusters so like he wasn't head of the department he didn't uh, you know own anything or whatever he wasn't the guy that like in created the um the types of effects work they used for it but he was like literally just hired as an artist who had sculpting experience to make the sculpt the face and armature of the librarian ghost for ghostbusters so he's like that's cool i thought that was pretty cool yeah um so some of his bigger credits once he like worked up to like a designer and creator were um nightmare on elm street 4 was his first big one because he did freddy's death sequence and then it moved on to movies like species uh blade 2 he did the super vampires for that um cat in the hat and um that where the wild things are he did the uh onset versions of the big creature costumes even though they were a lot of them were cgi so yeah hundreds of credits on all types of projects and because he's just one of those creative people that does so many different types of things it's kind of hard to lock him down but because he led the charge in these puppets they they thought it was better to give him a full special credit um early or quite early in the uh, in the credits roll so hats off to you uh steve johnson you kind of <laughs> kind of kicked butt i think <laughs> yeah oh for sure <laughs> which was great um and then the other the other one i thought point uh was worth pointing out um this is like last season we talked about like well here's some credits where you might not know what that actually entails on the day and um this one might be worth pointing out which was the uh the best boy grip alexander griffiths uh, <laughs>
1: that's the that's the that's always the joke credit that that right yeah when when you're with people who don't know anything about filmmaking they're just like best boy
0: yeah what's a Uh, best boy and like it's basically like departments have weird names for the heads but it's just about like who is at what level of seniority in which department so like in the in like the ad department like it goes it makes a lot of sense because the first assistant director the ad that's top of that department and then you would call the next one the second ad that makes sense second second ad after that but in the grip department because that is underneath the jurisdiction of the director of photography which is bill pope in this in this movie um the grips are the people who they don't put up the lights they don't uh, you know run energy to the lights that's the electricians but the grips are the ones who do everything that shapes the light like um if they're if you have to put up flags to adjust where light is hitting, if you are working on things that are diffusing light, or um, if you see somebody carrying a C stand, they're probably a grip, um, and they also do all the stuff for um, uh, associated with a camera that's not shooting in the actual camera. So, people, anybody controlling a dolly, or somebody laying down track, or recreating, you know, the area where the camera is going to move and accommodating all that stuff, that's under the jurisdiction of the grip. Grips they move things. Um, they just have dumb sounding titles, so the like, the head of that department underneath the director of photography is called the key grip, and that makes sense, I guess. and yeah. then underneath him is the best boy grip uh, <laughs> it is a it's a goofy title, and there's no like nice uh like oh, that totally makes sense reason for it. It is just that back in the day when they were giving out these you know, special leader titles in the grip department. It was mostly guys working and they literally said, Hey, who's your best young man? Put him in charge. The best boy will be be in
1: charge underneath the key grip. It also reminds me a little bit of like, (laughs) um, like, uh, like, a like a ship crew. Yes. Um, Yeah. Like the, uh, what's the, what's the captain's assistant called? Um, like um... Shmi. Um, yeah,
0: good. um bosun is it? Yeah, bo- bo- Swain or whatever. The bosuns and there's uh, co- coxswains and like. Oh, just... that's
1: not what I was thinking of. Oh, I, I, we... I, no, no, no! I'm literally thinking about like Shmi, like Captain Hook's. Oh, sure. <laughs> thing is like Shmi, and like he's called he's he's called something. And yeah, um, yeah, it's I, just... I forget. It's the it's the. <sighs> What's the phrase I'm thinking of? The thing, I don't know. I know the, what you mean. I'm, I'm the 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 it's it's uh, like the the like assistant first the mate captain. first mate first mate first mate. yes. there we that's go. What, it reminds me of that first we mate. got there best again. boy first mate. Yeah, because you have yeah. these like
0: antiquated terms that like don't they don't mean what they eventually they originally meant, but they carry over to this new tradition. So it's basically just your. I mean, your key grip is the person like in charge in charge of um, that that department who is, you know, uh, uh, reports to the uh, the director of photography. But the the key grip is, I mean, uh, the best boy grip is the person that, like, is in charge of the actual truck uh, with all of the grip stuff on it. They're in charge of making sure all of the equipment gets on and off that properly. They're the one who, like, gives orders to all the other grips to move things and bring things and, have, you know, say the, the DP wants this to look this way and the key grip knows we need this many of this thing and this many of the of other thing the best boy is the person like finding the people to grab that and bring it as soon as possible and is right. in there you know managing the crew in any of the strike of scenery and whatnot and uh does correct uh, correct behavior and schedule make sure everybody's on time and has to do like paperwork and stuff you know they're the yeah. they keep it, the, the department it, running
1: yeah it's the it's the uh uh it's the uh crew equivalent of the assistant director job there you um, go. yes uh, yes essentially because that's what yeah. the assistant a lot of people including people that i've worked with on a set think <laughs> that the assistant director's job is to um uh help like, the director uh with directing yeah um, but it's like not. They run Creatively, the <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But really, an assistant director is much closer to a producer kind of role. Yeah. Um, where they're yeah. organizing and scheduling and keeping everyone on time. Uh, but they tend to focus on um, cast and yes. things yeah. like that. Yeah. Not, uh, which is why they're an assistant director and not, mm, not you know, something else. And, yeah. If you're and dealing yeah, with yeah, physical objects, like
0: like that's, that. That. that's grips. You know, so right. that's what they the, do. Whether the best
1: boy is uh, crew stuff yeah exactly um and so it's a yeah it's a
0: funny term even the word grip is like there's there's no like good uh (laughs) good thing for it like you know back in old english theater somebody had a tool bag you know a bag of tricks and you know when you needed a a technician you know call, call for the grip you'd fix the bag of the bag of tricks and you carried it with an iron grip and get the grip eventually refers to the person it's you know theater tradition bled into filmmaking in weird ways because when filmmaking was invented and it it was invented not too long ago uh the the closest thing you had f- to experts in lighting and rigging things were th- people from theater so we just have these weird these weird terms I don't know so yeah. he's a a key key person and I think he has a great crew net nickname which is another common thing in crews where you give a weird nickname to somebody so they're easier to grab onto if they have a common name like Alexander so Alexander Griffiths our best boy grip His crew nickname is Pi. Uh, Pi Griffiths has dozens of credits to his name on all kinds of projects. Uh, Everything from Spider-Man 3 to Bedazzled, Zoolander, to Her, Uh, Project Runway, Jackass the Movie, Adaptation, Team America, World Police, and most recently, on Westworld. Um, Wow. (laughs) He
1: really ran the gamut. Wow.
0: He is everywhere. And half of his credits say Alexander Pi Griffiths or just Pi Griffiths, and I think, I think it's delightful, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm glad he glad he made this work. So yeah, that's our our, our little um, lesson in weird uh, filmmaker terminology for today. The equivalent of the key grip on the electrician side is literally just called the key grip electric, and the equivalent, I mean, sorry, the best boy best boy well electric, best boy grip best boy electric, and then the key grip on the electric side is called the gaffer. So it doesn't make sense. You just have to like learn it. And then it, <laughs> then it kind of helps. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are my, those are my credits that I decided to pull out for this minute. And I think they're fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: For sure. Um, all right. Well, we've, uh, we've got the Michael Shavon draft of Spider-Man two mm-hmm. to talk about. Heck yeah. Um, it is, uh, 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 let's just say <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that this movie did not get made. Um, oh
0: boy. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is, um, uh, this, this would have been uh Spider-Man three level mess. Um, Ooh. maybe, maybe even more so. I think actually that movie holds together better than this does. Sure. Sure. Um, so, uh, okay. So we, we open and I think I've, I've talked about this, um, early on in like our Preethi week. I think I I referenced this a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but we open with that, uh, that bit of, um, Peter voiceover where he's, uh, where Spider-Man is sort of like sailing through the through the skyline, Mm -mm. and Peter's voiceover is like, uh, look at this guy, uh, look at him like he doesn't have a care in the world. Um, You probably think this is awesome, styling costume, awesome powers, greatest damn city in the world. Uh, If that's what you're thinking, you better think again. Um, Maybe (laughs) you better wait until you see the kind of day this guy's having. And then we cut to uh, J. J. Jonah Jameson's office saying, Parker, you're fired. Um, And we get that scene about the about the uh, you know dogs catching frisbees in the park, yes. Uh, old geezers playing chess, autumn leaves, you know. Yeah. Um, that whole that whole bit. So uh, yeah, he's he's basically telling telling Peter that uh, he's fired until he, he shows him the um, the photo of Spider Man. He's like, all right, and he gets five hundred dollars for it after some um, bickering, <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then he leaves. No no scene with um, no scene with Betty. Um, oh, okay. he, he leaves and goes to, uh, the pizza place. We get the pizza time thing, but it's less, it's, it's less involved. Um, it's the same situation of the, uh, you know, 42 blocks and seven and one half minutes. Um, right, that, that whole thing. But like, you know, he just gets there and he's like pizza time and then unhooks the pieces and leaves and that's it Uh, what okay yeah i mean that's it i mean it's not there's nothing there's nothing to it it's just uh and there's there's a lot of scenes in this where it just feels like um shabon just like has things happen and there's like no Hmm. magic to the scenes it's just is like it just Just, exists here's a part of his Uh, life that's happening yeah yeah it's really weird um but anyway uh he gets fired by mr aziz and then uh now now here's where it just it it immediately starts going into uh Weirdsville. Um oh. so uh Peter goes back to his apartment, which is uh the uh, which is the the apartment that he shares with Harry Osborne. Mm-hmm. Um he shows up and uh there's a security guy blocking the door. Uh okay. and the security guy goes to you know, put his hand on, on, uh, Peter's shoulder and he, uh, like reacts and just slams the guy against, he just flips him over his shoulder and then slams him into the lobby floor. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and the, the security guy says, Christ, I think you broke my tailbone. And Peter says, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, he was like, I was just going to ask for your ID. And Peter was like, uh, my ID since when? And then, um, he goes back up to the apartment, uh, and, uh, he takes out his key, but instead of a keyhole, there's a card reader now. Um, um. And he's like, "What is this?" And then the door flies open, and Harry goes, "What the hell did you do to my security guard?" And Peter says, "He surprised me. I grabbed him, and he—he he must have lost his footing. Uh, I think they just waxed the lobby." Uh, did what? What's what's with the what's with the muscle man, Harry? Did somebody threaten you? And Harry says, "You're kidding, right, Pete? I'm lucky Spider Man hasn't killed me already." He knows I'll spend every last dime I have to take him down. And so we get this sort of paranoid Harry which I'll be honest I kind of like that he's huh. like paranoid like he killed my father like he could kill me next you know like Yeah, he doesn't know who his motivations were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um so I kind of uh I kind of like that a little bit. Um yeah. so yeah, he basically uh you know, he he, he <laughs> He comes inside and um, like before, like Peter goes to walk inside and uh, these titanium bars, bars slide across the door, steel shutters come down, laser trip beans show up and then uh, little things. So like he goes like right before that happens, Harry's like, Harry, I'm worried about you. You've really gotten kind of and then like all these things pop up and then uh, the like a, a beam comes down from the ceiling and performs a retinal scan on Peter and he flinches and just goes paranoid um, <laughs> and then it and then it confirms that he's peter parker uh and harry's like i guess you are who you seem to be um, which i was like all right that's a little on the nose um <laughs> but uh yeah so then uh he he comes inside and um he's like sort of talking about about uh, you know, Harry uh being paranoid and everything and Harry's like, You could save me a buttload of trouble if you just tell me where Spider Man is and he's like, I can't I can't do that, you know I can't do that. Uh and he's like he's like, Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Uh y- you know, it's you don't you don't um it says uh I would if I could, I swear to you, is it that's fine. Uh you don't need me, I don't need you, we're not even really fit friends, are we? Uh, which oh. is like kind of a zero to sixty uh, <laughs> thing. Uh, to me, but uh, he gets him tickets to um, uh, some Octavius guy at Columbia. Uh, oh, sure. Who's like having, a, having a talk at, at Columbia um, for something called the Anansi Project. Um, <laughs> like a yep. spider. Okay. <laughs> yep. Great. Uh, great, great, great. And uh, Peter goes, Octavius, Otto Octavius is the god of arachnid biometrics.
0: What? Wait, yeah. what? No. Yep
1: how Octavius is the God of arachnid bio, bio, I just,
0: everyone knows. All right. And he's like, Harry,
1: uh, I know you're mad at me, but you can't miss that. And then, (laughs) and then it says, Harry, Harry rolls his eyes and can't help but smile and says, Lord have mercy on my soul. Um, and so, uh, this is, this is funny. So he goes, Lord yeah. have mercy on my soul. He's like got a goofy grin on his face, and he says that. And Peter goes, you promised you'd introduce me. Then all of a sudden, Peter, er, Harry just goes, and you promised you'd help me find Spider-Man. <laughs> and then he goes, all right, fine. I'll keep my promise.
0: Harsh. And then Peter's Harsh like, great,
1: okay, let's bolt. Like These are the kind of like, dialogue things where I'm just like, oh, man, I'm glad this movie didn't get made. Um, <laughs> yikes. Uh, uh, there's I'm some, finding there's some them entertaining,
0: good... but probably not in the way they wanted me to. Uh, right. Yeah, totally. <laughs>
1: um, there's some good like ideas in here, but the execution of the ideas are not the best. Yeah. Uh, so this is at six o'clock, this, uh, this uh, presentation, this Otto mm. Octavius presentation at Columbia is at six o'clock. Um, but Peter's also got uh, will call t- tickets from uh, Mary Jane's play. Uh, oh. at eight o'clock. Um, so, uh, curtains at eight, this thing's at six and he's like, uh, I can make it. Um, oh, no. yeah. So he's like, I'm going to, yeah, let's, let's go, let's go to the, let's go to the thing. And, uh, it's also important to note that, um, Mary Jane has not been cast as the lead in this play. She was a minor role and an understudy for the lead and the oh. lead actress um, had to uh, step out for health reasons. So this is the first time that she's getting to play the lead in this play that she's been in for a while.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and, and
1: yeah. And, uh, and, and, uh, Peter says that he's actually Harry, Harry says, um, didn't you already see that lame show of hers, which by the way, like in this whole script, Harry can't stand Mary Jane. Like all he does (laughs) is, is talk crap about her. Like the whole the whole movie and they don't share a scene together until the very end of the movie. Um, Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, he's still mad at her for sure, leaving sure. him. Yeah. yeah. It's his ex girlfriend, you know, like they're not friends. Um, <laughs> and uh, like most, you know, ex relationships. Eh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's like, didn't you already see that lame show of hers? And Peter smiles and says twice, um, which, Aww. which I, which I, which I like, but uh, you know, it's, It's going to be a problem structurally that he has gone to the play before and she's going to be mad that he's not going to show up to this. And it's, yeah, yeah, I don't know.
0: He will have like at least some benefit of the doubt. No. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's correct in a like, oh yes, supportive friend behavior, but not in a, but the the point of this is not being supportive. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, so here's interesting. So we, uh, we're at Columbia university um Otto is introduced and uh he comes out uh and he is it says younger than you might expect because Otto in this is in his early 30s. Oh. Um I I decided that like while I was reading this I was like okay I I need to picture someone playing Otto because I I I don't know what a young Otto Octavius is, and there's a there's a whole like the reason that I really started like for a while I was just sort of picturing like a young Alfred Molina, yeah, um, and then uh, he starts uh, he's he's going to be dating Mary Jane um, <gasps> later, and oh. I was like okay he needs to be kind of like hunky and like this presentation that um, we we talk about is very uh, charismatic, um, mm. it's it's almost. It's almost like uh, Robert Downey Jr. esque. It's like it's like a pre Tony Stark kind of Um, vibe to it um, to his character. So I was like, okay, so who who was an actor in their early 30s in uh, the the early to mid 2000s that was like working that is like right around the correct sort of um, level uh, to be cast in this. And so for me, while I was reading this, I was picturing Ewan McGregor. Oh man. <laughs> that's So that's that's who I'm picturing while reading this. The uh, most
0: charismatic man in the world. Yes. Dope. Okay. Into it. Uh. So,
1: um so Otto comes out and uh he says um uh let's see. So <laughs> he says uh uh he uh, he said uh, the guy that introduced him said that he was a doctoral candidate that was dazzling and now Um, he's left us mere mortals behind, uh, winner of the national science medal, Dr. Otto Octavius. And then he comes out and he's like, he told you I was dazzling, but what, what he's too nice to bring up is, uh, was what an insufferable little wretch I was, um, which is, is fun. Like everyone kind of like laughs or whatever. Uh, He's
0: Ah. self-deprecating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so
1: he says, uh, uh, you know, bio, bio, uh, Mimetics uh, seeks to adapt, uh, for human use, the technology of other species. Um, we, we poor humans have always envied our fellow creatures, their talents. Soon we will share them. And, uh, wow. basically what he talks about is, uh, how he's d- He did his own research on, uh, adapting, uh, uh arachnid stuff into, um, biotechnology. Uh, yeah. a, you know, their, their, uh, their ways of uh, adapting um, the remarkable abilities of spiders, including their web-spinning abilities and their astonishing, almost precognitive uh, impulse control,
0: Ooh.
1: <clears throat> and because uh, what we find out is that, of course, Otto was um, in charge of the department that uh, that uh, Peter uh, was on a field trip for oh. in the last movie um mm.
0: he was the so author he of was, all his pain yeah yeah
1: so he actually designed the super spiders um ah. is what this is and this was a the super spiders were a side effect of his um his uh uh uh, uh a Nazi project. Um, so, uh, so it, when, uh, when Peter is, gets like spellbound by this whole thing, he like leans forward. Yeah. Um, and then Harry like looks over and sees him. He's been playing Tetris on his Palm pilot this whole time. He's not listening at all. <laughs> and he looks over and sees Peter. And then he just turns back to his Tetris and says, I will never understand the spider thing of yours. Which <laughs> is hey, ridiculous. yeah.
0: Attention. So
1: yeah, I know. Right. So, um, so Peter doesn't take any notice and uh, Otto is going on. He's like, yeah, we, we have been uh, manipulating the spider RNA and we've been having a lot of success with it. Um, but our goal to uh, provide uh, stable motion uh, through the use of uh, eight robotic legs um, hasn't been working out. It's just it, it we couldn't figure out um, a way to to make it work properly because it's too many limbs. We can't. Yeah, uh, we can't figure out how to control that many limbs um, without like help somehow or something. And so he's like, but I, I, I took a recent vid- visit to the Bronx Zoo to sort of clear my head. And I got an insight. I saw went into the aquarium section and saw an octopus. And uh, I remembered that octopi have a powerful processor in each leg um, that is networked to the central unit in their brain. Huh. Um, and then he was like, he was like, so... Uh, While we haven't quite mastered the control of eight legs, uh, we have been able to implement a similar system using four. And he pulls a blanket, a sheet off of um, the what are called uh, pseudopods in this version of the script. Um, But uh, I'm just going to call them arms. Also, they referred to them very specifically as legs throughout this whole thing rather than arms. Come on. Yeah. Which is, you know, accurate. Sure. Sure. Um, right. But yeah. Uh, but Dr. I mean, Octopus's arms. Come yeah. On. They're definitely arms. Come on. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the, the, uh, his, his, uh, his colleagues have taken to calling this, uh, he calls it a self articulating network. Um, but everyone else calls it Otto's octopus. Uh, ah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Which is so silly because it's only four arms. So it's right. not yeah. an octopus. That's based on an octopus. Yeah, anyway. I do like right? at least Oct- that. do octopus octopus have yeah, they're called octopus because they have eight legs, right? Octo, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Octo. Yeah. That's okay. where it comes so, from. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That <laughs> should be like auto squid is what it should be called. I um, am getting
0: a kick out of the fact that they did make this part of the text originally. This whole like research thing about the minds and the legs. Yeah. Know, octopuses. Like that's fun.
1: Yeah, it is. Um so he uh, he loads this into his back. Um, and it, and it does go in, but it actually can come out. Um, ah. it, it, he has a uh, sort of like, uh, uh, you know, matrix inputs, uh, in his spine that it, uh. Uh, it, it goes into, uh, Gross much beard. like when you're plugging into the matrix. Yes. Um, yeah. So it, it actually, it does, he has plugs in his back and they, they plug into his back. Uh, and in this version, it should be immensely painful, uh, but every time it does it, it actually uh, sets a- sets loose a um, an endorphin rush.
0: Uh, oh.
1: Yeah, it injects him with endorphins so that it actually feels great. Oh. Um, every time uh, it puts it in, and uh, actually he's um, he's like addicted to the feeling of it. Uh, <laughs> so he's a little bit of a little bit of a drug addict to the endorphins that he gets oh. from this. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, so he uh he gets the endorphin rush, and it actually um, it it uh the endorphins for some reason, <laughs> the, in the script it says that it changes his eyes. So like the uh the uh, uh what is that? The is it the what's the what's the color part of your eye called? The uh, iris. Yeah. Oh, that that is the iris. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, pupil yeah. and then iris. Right. The pupil's the, the hole. The iris is the color. Yeah. Right. The iris. The irises of his eyes uh turn into um they grow eight legs and like what and like spin around like in his eye what yeah so they're like they got like they're they're kind of like uh like i'm picturing like like a um like a like a like the sith eyes in revenge of the (laughs) sith you know but like they have like little like like
0: Tendril thing, yeah, like
1: tendrils, like Whoa. coming off of the iris, you know, not uh. like, not like in three dimensions. No, just no, no, like, no, I get it. Just like yeah.
0: the over the surface of the of the right. globe of your eye, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Gross. Though. Yeah.
1: Super weird. Um, I don't know what would cause that, and they never explain it. It's just, <laughs> wouldn't this be neat? Um. So yeah. Uh. The way that he he kind of shows off, um. By. He shows off by um uh uh he has a table with um with a pian there's a piano next to it and uh, uh a violin uh so like one of his arms takes up the violin another one the bow and then uh. uh the other pair go over to the piano and they play a song while um while uh like they actually play a sonata together while with his two meat hands as it describes, <laughs> um, take out a cigar and light, lights it. And he just puffs it like contently while his uh. arms are playing a sonata. Um, and then it starts, uh, he puts the legs, he puts the thing down and then he just starts sort of, um, dancing like with the use of the um, legs. Yeah.
0: Um, um on okay. stage, like
1: in a, uh, again, like I said, like in a very Tony Stark,
0: yeah, yeah, kind like, of
1: way. Um look at this. He's slick, got that cool sort of thing. vibe about him. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. Uh so anyway, so everyone's like, wow, this is amazing. And then um uh he uh Peter's like, you know, uh, oh man, like everyone's applauding, and then and Peter's just totally bowled over and he's like you have to introduce me to him. Uh, and Harry's like, uh, don't you have a diva waiting? See, this is the kind of thing. Uh, uh, just yeah. Calls her like yeah. a diva and stuff. Was... And Peter checks his watch and he's like, I can make it. Um, <sighs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Peter. then, then Peter's, uh, spider sense tingles and he says, I'll meet you in the lobby. Uh, had too much coffee and runs off and then, uh, backstage Otto comes backstage and, um, they are uh uh trying to get the rig off of him. Um and uh it's the arms are starting to like um sort of uh react independently and in they're um smashing light bulbs and and Ooh. you know, pushing pushing backstage people out of the way and everything. And then Spider-Man has to come in and uh uh they like tell him how to take the take the uh the arms off and he he manages to pull them off and then go about his way mm-hmm. and uh, Otto like finally like snaps out of it and wakes up. And he's like, what, what happened? They're just like, you passed out and the arms like started acting up. And he's like, was I, was I fighting Spider-Man? And they're just like, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, "Oh no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine now. And he goes out to go uh, meet his adoring public. Um, and then he meets, uh, that's weird. when he meets, uh, Harry and Peter. And, uh, and Peter says he has to go cause he's going to go, he's got to go see his friend and, uh, in a in a show and he's like, Oh, who's your, who's your friend? And he's, she, he says, uh, Mary Jane Watson, uh, she's in this uh, musical and it, it starts in 15 minutes. So I got to go. So he leaves <laughs> and Otto for some reason takes, uh, he's just like, Oh, uh, okay. That's
0: Oh no. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm an, a, 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 an actress in a yeah, yeah, young oh. young
0: woman in a play in New York yeah, city. How, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How, How amazing! Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, but it's so Hugh this... McGregor,
0: so it looks cool when he does it, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally.
1: Um, so uh, the we go to the to the play, and the play is called Bride exclamation um, <laughs> point, which I, I assume is a is a take on Phantom exclamation um, <laughs> point. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's a musical of uh, the Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, okay, and uh, wow. and she is playing uh, the bride, um, nice. Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth, right? Elizabeth Frankenstein. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, yes, Elizabeth Frankenstein. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, there she has like a she has like a the the actor who plays the lead, um, uh, Victor Frankenstein is named Renard,
0: mm. and
1: uh, you know he she's uh, he's like obviously like kind of grossly flirting with her and stuff, and she's. Oh, no not really she's not playing up like she's interested at all um (laughs) and just sort of rolling with it and uh she asked the stage manager she was like hey did anyone pick up the ticket i left in the box office and they're like no not yet and she's like okay um and so uh uh peter tears in the lobby and we get the usher scene basically Mm -hmm. exactly as is um except that uh, the usher ends it with uh, you can just go in at intermission and Peter says when's that and he says uh, about 42 minutes from now so then he's waiting in the lobby for the intermission and then that's when there's a siren with the you know in the distance ah, okay. And, yeah. uh, and he's basically saying to himself like it's not your problem it's the police's problem you don't have to go uh, but then he goes anyway and he stops the problem and then at the same time, while he's out uh, fighting, um, there's actually two scenes of him fighting because first oh. he stops the, the burglars. And then uh, as we in between the two scenes of him fighting baddies, um, he we see part of the play and uh, uh, we go into the audience and these two old women watching um, watch mary jane and uh as she starts singing the two old women cringe and one of them goes she's terrible oh no yeah (gasps) um so that's fun uh so mary jane's big arc in this is that she's not good at at the acting thing got it yes oh Uh uh-oh which is interesting because it's something they would reuse in spider-man yeah like yeah Um, Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so the, the, uh, first thing that happens is, um, you know, he's lowering the, uh, the, the guys, uh, down head first, the guys that he captured and the policemen Mm. are basically they, they take the people into custody and then one of them says, one of the cops says, uh, there's no way I, I cannot arrest you for that. You understand, right? And Spider-Man says duly noted and then swings away. (laughs) We, and then, uh, As he's swinging away, a uh, flash of a sniper rifle, uh, like basically like shines past and then rings out and um, a bullet, he narrowly misses a bullet uh, and then falls out of the sky. And as he lands, uh, he lands right next to a mother pushing twins in a stroller and almost lands on the twins and just, like, oh. narrowly avoids them. And then she calls him a maniac and an idiot, and he stumbles to his feet as uh, two big bruiser guys rush him with uh, with a pair of heavy-duty handcuffs. And they get on him, and Peter takes them out. Uh, and But then there's, like, another... <laughs> There's it like another guy, and he's like, Hey, look, it's the $10 million man. We got five, six guys together. We could take him. That's like what? Two million apiece? Come on. And uh, then another a kid who's like twelve or thirteen is like, you're in for it now, and then go, <laughs> goes after him. And and uh Spider Man uh like takes out the guys and then sees a new uh, a bugle headline that says, um, it's the photo that Peter sold him earlier today. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, Spider-Man assaults none, uh, wanted $10 million reward. Oh my God. And, and this is my favorite line, I think in the entire, the entire Chabon draft, <laughs> Spider-Man reads the, reads it and goes, $10 million. I should arrest myself, <laughs> <laughs> which I love.
0: <laughs> uh. That I was love worth that. It. Yeah, that was um,
1: <laughs> and then he he uh, he looks over at the at the skyline, and then he just says, "Give it your best shot, New York." Ooh. Um, so the idea is that uh, New York doesn't hate him, but they all want ten million dollars. So right, right, uh, they're all no no one's on Spider Man's side because it's not worth ten million dollars. But I mean, um, money, you know. Money. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah, so he Peter comes tearing back into the lobby, and Peter says, tell me I didn't miss intermission, and the usher just crosses his arms. Uh, yeah, so Peter missed the intermission. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then Peter's waiting backstage, and he sees MJ as she's as she's leaving, and uh, he's just like, uh, you know, I, I tried to get here, but I was late, and he's like, you missed everything, all of it. Why didn't you come in at in intermission? He's like, well, there was an accident in the street, I went to get a picture and uh, uh, like he just, oh, no. he can't come up with a good excuse.
0: <laughs> I um, like that. She calls him out like face to face. So that's fun. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: no, yeah. I love it. Oh, and here it even gets better. And he's hmm. like, uh, cause she goes, um, uh, uh, Re- Renard comes out and says, uh, good night, MJ. You were wonderful tonight. And then, um, Peter goes, uh, MJ, you aren't, uh, are you? Uh, and MJ's like, Ugh. "Renard's just a friend. Why do you wish I was see? Do you do you uh, wish I was seeing somebody? Would you like to get rid of me uh, once and for all?" And <laughs> MJ's like, "No, no, no, no. I, I I think you actually enjoy the idea that I'm gonna going around carrying a torch for you, which oh. I'm not, by the way." Uh, and she goes, "No, I'm not seeing anybody, Peter. But you know what? I might meet somebody. I might even fall in love with somebody tomorrow." maybe, and then nobody (laughs) will be carrying a torch for you, and then what will you do? Oh, boy. Yeah, Yeah. really just rakes him over the goals.
0: Here's a riot act. I would like to read it. Yeah, that's great. Uh (laughs) Uh
1: Um, So, uh, and then she says, um, uh, he's like, uh, he's like, you don't know how much I think about how much I, and MJ goes, no, you're right. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about you. I've known you since the first grade and I don't know anything about you. Uh and uh, then uh he gets a page because on, on his beeper.
0: Oh yes. Per- yeah. Perfect.
1: He's got a beeper and he's like, "Oh, that's Aunt May. She hardly ever pages me. I better" and then just awkwardly walks away and MJ <laughs> just watches it says MJ watches him go without without uncrossing her arms. Typical. <laughs> Just, which is fun, and now we get this weird thing where she he calls MJ from or calls Aunt May from a payphone, and she's crying, and um, she, he's like, "What's the matter?" And she's like, "What's the matter? I'm going out of my mind. That's what's the matter. I can't take it anymore." And he's like, "All right, all right, I'm coming. I'm coming." So he goes over to her house, and then she goes. He goes. Uh, she's like, "What? What? What's going on?" And she's like, "There's a fly. It's like a fly." She's like, "I don't know. A fly. A bee." It's buzzing around all over the house. It's driving me <laughs> nuts. Uh, and and she's like, uh, "All right." And she's like, "Ben always took care of the bugs." And he's like, "Okay." Oh. Um, and so uh, he he goes and he he finds the 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 fly and, and takes care of business and then says, yeah. uh, "Mission accomplished." Um. And uh, and then they start talking about Ben and then we get the scene where he's like, "I could have done something and I didn't." Like right here.
0: Whoa. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. all in all in this one scene she's not struggling nothing like that it's yeah. it's emotional turmoil not financial right. turmoil and uh he just comes out and says it and then uh after he he says it um she so they're sitting there with like tea and cookies and everything and then she after he says um uh uh Let's see. So it says uh, the guy, I ran into him a couple of hours before he shot Uncle Ben. He was robbing the place. I could have done something and I didn't because at the time it didn't seem like my problem. And then like an hour later, that's when Uncle Ben was waiting for me. And this guy went up to him and and then uh, Aunt May just sits there for a second and she takes the cookies away and she's like, well, I guess I can understand why you didn't want to tell me this. And then she huh. dumps the cookies in the trash. <sighs> And then says, I mean, on the surface, it does seem to be something fairly unforgivable. And Peter says, Aunt May. And then she swings the china plate above her head and brings it down against the counter and smashes it. (laughs) And says, "says damn it. And then she cut herself and she goes, ow, damn it. And then Peter tries to come over and help her. And she goes, get away from me. Get out. Uh, and then, Dude. and Peter's like Aunt May. And she just starts, she just ign- pulls out a vacuum and ignores him and vacuums up the pieces of the plate. Man. Uh, and then he just like leaves. Um, and that's actually, that's actually the last time we see her for, Oh, okay. like an hour. of the movie. <laughs> Um, it's just that one scene where that happens. And then, yeah, uh, where you've ruined uh, everything. Peter. Yeah. And then uh. it disappears. um, so uh damn. then his uh his motorcycle breaks down, um mm. so that sucks and then <laughs> uh and then he comes he comes home and and has trouble getting into the apartment again and just says, "Harry, God damn it, let me in uh which is again i, I sometimes with the cursing in this mm. um mm. I'm just like, Shabon uh, did you see the last movie because <laughs> that's not the world that this is like an outline in.
0: you know. okay. I know Spider-Man he cusses yeah. all the time, right? Yeah.
1: Um so so Harry is watching an interview that uh Norman uh was like Norman Norman Osborn was being interviewed by Barbara Walters and he's watching. Whoa. He's yeah. watching the interview um with the aid of a sharky, sh- a, sh- uh, sharky a shaker of <laughs> martinis and uh a prescription bottle.
0: Ooh yikes. Um,
1: yeah. And so uh, Peter Peter finally comes in after Harry lets him in. And Harry says, I made a martinis. And Peter goes, I see that. Uh, and on screen, Norman Osborne in his interview is uh, shedding a single tear. And Harry is also crying. Oh. And he says, that's the only time my father ever cried. Um, and Peter, it says Peter rolls his eyes. What? Yeah. Which just what? seems like the most out of character thing. Yeah. Um, but he, he takes a deep breath and sits next to Harry. Uh, and Harry says, have a drink. You could use one. And he's like, I probably could, but no thanks. And then he points to the bottle of pills and says, what are those? Uh, and Harry calls them dinner, courtesy of Dr. Chomsky. Um, Yikes. Which Yikes. I guess is a psychiatrist. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and he's like, I, I'm pretty sure she doesn't want you taking it with alcohol. And he's like, no, you're right. She'd probably be very disappointed in me. Um, and then he's like, Peter, just tell me where to find Spider-Man. That's all you need to do. I can take care of the rest. And uh, he says, I broke up. He's like, I can't. I broke off contact with him because he was making my life too dangerous. Um, and, hmm. and, he, and Harry was like, yeah, he, he goes, uh, he's like, you know, he was almost killed the day. And Harry goes, I know. Uh, and then he says, who do you think put up that bounty? And he's like kind of looking a little too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause of course, you know, Harry's the one. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, and, <laughs> then, uh, and then, and uh, then, yeah. And then Harry's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I say bounty? I meant reward. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, he's like, Harry, what you're talking about is murder. And he's like, yeah, maybe people get murdered, Pete, my father, your uncle. It happens. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. People Um, get murdered, Pete. It happens. um, And then uh, Peter's just like, okay. And he gets up. He's like, I think it would be best for me if I moved out. And Harry's like, what? He's like, why? Because of Spider-Man? And he's like, no, I just, I can't work for the Bugle anymore. Mr. Aziz fired me. I'm not going to be able to pay uh, my share of the rent. And Harry's Uh like, you'll find another job. I'll carry you until then. No problem. And Peter says, I couldn't do that to you. And then Uh for some reason, this is how Harry's mind works. No, that's right. You wouldn't want to be a sniveling little do-nothing freeloader like me.
0: What? What? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's how he
0: doesn't
1: track at all, Harry. Yep. (sighs) Yep. 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 Uh, Yep. Um, he's like, "Where are you going? Home to Aunt May?" And he's like, "No, I don't think I'm welcome there anymore. Uh, I'll I'll find a place." And then huh. he tries to go into his bedroom, and he can't because there's a bunch of codes and stuff. And he's like, can you <laughs> "Let me, can you let me in my bedroom?" <laughs> um, That's fun. And then yeah. uh, and then Otto, we go to Otto's loft. He lives in a, he lives in a loft, and he's in mm-hmm. a bathtub, and he's watching TV um, while enjoying a cigar. As one uh, does. As one does. Uh, and video coverage of his lecture and then of uh Spider-Man uh and the reward against Spider-Man. Uh, and then a a bit on uh Bride Explanation Point comes up. Okay. And uh when he sees it start, he he gets out of the tub and goes over to his uh his DVDR. That's what it says. Oh and, wow. And he hits the record button. Uh <laughs> Which is apparently something that he does because um, he likes recording like Spider-Man stuff. And so he's been keeping an eye on Spider-Man because he thinks it's related to his project uh, somehow. And uh, as he's recording the Spider-Man thing, the the bride thing comes up. And uh, it's an interview uh, with Mary Jane uh, about how um, she's taking over the role of the understudy. uh, You know, you know, for the as the understudy of the lead. Um huh. and uh MJ's getting interviewed and she says she says, Well, this is a great opportunity for me, but mostly I just wish for a very speedy recovery for, for Deidre which <laughs> switch those around. Switch those around. <laughs> like start with the wishing for a speedy recovery. Like, come on. Um <laughs> my god, uh, get a publicist. Well, she just got the
0: lead role. Maybe she can't afford a publicist yet. Um, yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he uh, he gets infatuated with her from this uh, interview. Of course, yes. yeah. He's uh, he's yeah. he starts to be a big fan. Um, and then uh, there's a, a Korean grocery store, and a thug comes in, and he is uh, holding the place up, and Spider Man pops in and stops him. And then uh grabs the bag and opens the cash and he's like, You sh-. and he and he and he like shot somebody uh Whoa, when God. he when he came in and he he like looks at the bag, he's like, You shot someone for nineteen dollars? And then the person that he shot gets up, <gasps> has gotten up and hits Spider-Man over the head because it was actually a ploy uh, uh, to entrap Spider-Man and try no. to get the ten million dollar reward. Um oh, no. Yeah, and then you know, Spider-Man takes them out and whatever and it's right. just like, "Ugh, this is exhausting." Um <laughs> and then even an old lady is just like, uh, "Get him, 10 million dollars," like whatever, <laughs> like outside the grocery store. Um so and this that's out of bingo hall.
0: <laughs> yes, <perfect>. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> that that happens. Somebody else is robbing a bingo hall. And it's the same thing again.
0: Oh
1: my god. Um so then uh uh Spider-Man has had enough and he goes to the daily bugle and, uh, asks Spider-Man and, uh, pops in on, on JJJ and he, he webs him up and takes him up to the roof. Um, <sighs> and, uh, he's just like, you gotta stop with this. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> like you're, you know, you're telling people to kill me. And, uh, Jonah's like, the, uh, the bugle didn't tell anybody to kill you. Just said, uh, reward for your capture. And he's like, look, pal, I'm not fine with anything about you. You are a danger to the city. You may not believe in old fashioned ideas like due process and the rules of the law. But I do. You come in here with your tight pants and your sticky fingers and you and you you tell us you're a hero. But you know what I see? A vigilante, a muscle man, a gangster in spandex. What gives you the right? Because you're the strongest. That's not the country I'm from. Oh, wow. Fair uh, points, Jonah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and so then, uh, and so then uh, uh, his security people like come up to the roof and then Spider-Man web slings away um, and uh, uh, Peter comes home and says uh, I found a place and he, he's going to move into uh, a room in, uh, in a guy's house named uh, Mr. Ditkovic hey um, <clears throat> so it's just a room in his house okay yeah that that makes, more sense. Which, is, which is fine and no Ursula just Ditkovic yeah I just um, meant in
0: terms of how quickly he found a place. I was about to say like, you did not find an apartment in an afternoon. You jerk. Right. Uh. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um,
1: so, uh, so yeah. So then reviews start coming out for, for, um, Mary Jane's role in the play and, uh, everyone thinks she's terrible. Um, <laughs> oh. yeah. Uh, bad reviews, uh, all basically all across the board. um, no. Which isn't great, except yeah. that uh, when we go and watch her this this second time, um, Otto is in the audience and he is very smitten, ah. um, and uh, sends her black roses uh. backstage, yes. and then meets her out front and is like, uh, "Were the flowers too much?" And MJ's like, "Oh, you were the." He's like, "I I hope it wasn't out of line." Um, it's like I it it was wasn't it? Ah, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. And then he turns to walk away, and then MJ's like, "No, I mean," and he's like, "I won't bother you again." She's like, "Wait," and he turns around, and she's like, "I love the flowers. I've been sort of hoping somebody might send me flowers." And uh, Otto Aww. says, "Peter Parker," and he's like, "Yeah." She's like, "Hey, yeah. How did you?" Like, ah, yeah, he's a friend. Well, a friend of a friend. Um, honestly, I don't know him very well, but he's the one that told me about you, about your being in the show, which I loved. It was beautiful. You were brilliant. Uh, I mean that. And she's like, thank you. Unfortunately, the, the drama critic of the Daily Bugle doesn't agree with you. And Otto says, that man is a well-known idiot. And MJ <laughs> goes, really? And he goes, legendary. <laughs> and then she's like, well, thanks for these. And he's like, yeah. And he starts to turn to leave. And then she, he stops and turns back and says, do you believe in the value of boldness, Miss Watson? And MJ says, at all times. And Otto goes, uh, "Have dinner with me right now."
0: Oh boy!
1: And then she's like, "Where did you have in mind?" Like, there's an Ethiopian place on on West Forty Seventh. He's like, "Oh, she's like Ethiopian." Wow, I've never. Which is so funny because Ethiopian is like, I mean, you yeah. know, it's it it's it's a pretty widely accepted type of food now. You yeah, know? yeah. But I guess in two thousand four, two thousand three, it was like a new. I was like, oh wow! Oh yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Um, lentils. So, uh, you mean lentil? Oh wow!
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. And <laughs> and
1: Otto auto shrugs and then wiggles his his fingers and says, "I like to eat with my hands."
0: Go no, good. Yeah. Uh, Which is just like, "Oh, I
1: get it because he's going to have extra." Rooms, blah, blah, blah. Hands. But then also it's like that's a creepy way to flirt. Uh, I
0: know, Jesus.
1: Yeah. Don't don't talk about like what you like to do with your hands when And you're, wiggle with the
0: fingers that uh, uh uh whatever. Uh She's starved for uh positive reinforcement. So yeah. I assume she goes along with it.
1: Yeah. And then yeah. we go we go to the restaurant and we have this sequence of them dating. Like we're just like, you know, on this date. And um huh. uh Otto's like, So you were telling me about your mother, and she's like, I know I was, and I'm sorry. Let's talk about you. You seem like a much more interesting person than me. And Otto says, Not to me, not right now, anyway. Uh huh. And then mm-hmm. later, he's like, uh, and did you have a dog? And she was like, yeah, little Tasha. She, no, I'm not telling you about my childhood pets. That's enough. It's your turn. Tell me about you. It sounds fascinating. Uh, and he's like, I could describe it to you, but you'd never believe it. She's like, try me. And he goes, uh, I'll tell you what. Come uptown right now, and I'll show you the lab. I'll show you the rig. Oh. Uh, and uh, MJ's like, oh, I couldn't. And he's like, uh, boldness in all things. So then they go to the lab. And he shows it to her, um, and she's like, it's beautiful, uh, but it's like a little freaky. And he's like, I'm a little freaky. You should probably know that about me. Whoa,
0: phrasing. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hands. Um, Hands in new places. Ah. So uh, (laughs) she says, I'm not like other people, MJ. I'm not like anybody you've ever met. Freaky, yeah, I'm a freak of nature. I taught myself calculus when I was nine. I was a chess Ah. grandmaster at 15. I don't say it as a boast. It was was hell on earth. I had to fight every day of my life. And MJ says, I knew a kid like that. Um, Otto says, but there was always that one pretty girl who also managed somehow to be nice. I'll bet that was you, huh? And MJ just kind of smiles and looks away. She's like, today I'm all right with it. I've learned to embrace being a freak. I accept that I was given the gift of intelligence for a purpose, which is this thing you see, the rig, Otto's octopus. Uh, mm. And he, she goes, oh, what does it do? And he goes, oh, it cuts hair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it, it, it improves you. It makes you better. She's like, you mean it makes you stronger? And he, and he says, uh, stronger, faster, but also smarter, much f- smarter. When I'm jacked in, I feel like my grasp finally equals my reach. Mm. I can feel myself expanding, not just my physical grasp, but my mind, my s- heart, my soul. I feel enlarged by the experience and it feels right. Have you ever felt anything like that? And MJ thinks and says, I thought so one time. Oh, Uh, and then she goes. Now, when you say Jack, uh, (laughs) he's like, there are four shunts that interface directly with my central nervous system. I wear it, but it's also wearing me. Uh, He's like, This is a neural integrity seal. uh, The latch, basically. And he said, she says, does it hurt? And uh, Otto describes the um, the endorphins to block yeah. the pain, um, and uh, uh, basically says that it's uh, the rig is designed to seek to implement a systems merger with the host. Unfortunately, so far my flimsy human tissue hasn't been up to the challenge. Um, the idea with this is like earlier in the script, he's been talking like when they when they took the rig off of him at the at the show, uh-huh. um, he was like he was like I I I had almost. Connected with the arms, and you took it off of me like there's a uh, there's a thing where he's like wanting to connect on a on a deeper. base level with the arms, yeah. and every time he gets close, they take it off because weird stuff starts happening sure um like the eyes thing um yeah yeah, yeah. and uh Ugh. and and here he's talking about how uh uh if he you know he's basically saying like he's referencing that like if I leave it on too long. Like weird stuff, like I pass out and weird stuff happens is is the idea here. So that's what he's talking about with the flimsy human tissue. Um, And he wants to like stick it through. But every time he tries, like something horrible happens. So (laughs) he hasn't done it. Um, Yeah. Might be a sign. Uh, Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, And then she's like, so you have like holes in your back, like permanent ones. And uh he's like, Yeah, you want to see them? And she's like, Not really, but yes. <laughs> um, so he uh shows her and she's like, Whoa, okay, thank you. Very nice. Put those away. Um and uh, and then he's like, It's late. And she's like, It is. And so then they they leave. Um oh. and uh he takes her home and and uh Peter is at her apartment waiting for her, and then when he sees them coming, he uh hides. Oh, um, and uh, she uh, gives him a, a peck on the ki- a peck on the cheek and uh, says goodnight. And then he goes about his way, and she goes inside her apartment. And uh, Peter is uh, sad, and he is. Um, it says uh, it says uh, a st- Otto walks away, a skip in his st- a skip in his step, a cyber goth Jean Kelly. <laughs>
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Cyber
1: goth, Gene Kelly. Um, oh God, yeah. I got a, so that's a band name right there. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Right. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So then, um, we get this bit where, uh, Peter actually goes to Otto's lab and talks oh. to him about, about stuff. And, uh, oh. he says, uh, he's talking about, uh, the spider project. And, um, one of the things, uh, they were like, um, uh, let's see here. He goes, uh, one of the things we tried to do with the spider, the spider virus thing, because that's like kind of like what he's talking to him about. Um, he's yeah. like, uh, we could replace the nucleonic RNA with whatever we wanted to code for. Um, and uh, this Arbovirus that we created did the rest. That's which is basically how he got his powers. That's why he felt sick. Um, um, the virus was rewriting his DNA, gotcha. um, in the, that was in the, 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 super spiders. Yeah. And, um, he, uh, was, uh, basically saying like, yeah, we wanted to see, he's like, so you, you put the, that, that virus in the super spider and he's like, yeah, we wanted to see if we could, uh, pass the virus along with just a spider bite. Um, oh. and he was like, he's like, Oh, and then he's like, yeah, he's like, can I ask you something? He's like, what? He's like, do you, you know, Spider-Man, right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, do you know how he got his powers? Was it from a spider bite? Uh, <laughs> and he's like, I, I actually don't know. I've never really talked to him about that. Um, uh, and, uh, but I am, I am here on behalf of him. It's like what he's what? playing on. And he's like, what? why didn't he just come here himself? And he's like, Oh, he's horribly disfigured. Um, that's why he wears the mask uh and he's he, and otto goes uh otto goes uh uh oh unfortunate uh but you know there's no way to control the process i suppose so he just kind of rolls with it Yeah, makes sense yeah and uh and he he sees this um this uh little this little piece of uh circuitry and like a piece of silicone, and peter goes uh uh, well he says well, so, okay so this is how we lead to this I'm sorry so I missed right. this bit he goes um, he's like yeah I, I suppose there's no there's, there, you know, there's no way to control that process he's like um, he probably could have used one of these and points at this, this thing and he's like oh what is, what is this he's like it's basically an immune system in a chip you seed it with a sample of the material you want to defend against and it pumps out antigens uh, we call it a parody chip Um, He's and he says uh, Uh. he says, uh, yeah, so the rig that I use is so powerfully integrative that um, right now it overwhelms my own systems. And I'm hoping to use this to boost my body's immunity so that I can bond with it uh, completely. And uh, he's like, if you put this in, uh, if you put the spiderized DNA into this and implanted it into Spider-Man, um, it would knock out the ones that are coding for his spider traits. Uh, he's like, this is just a prototype, but uh, that's the, that's the theory. That's what <laughs> it's, it's the supposed idea. to be doing. Uh, yeah. Okay. And he's like, Oh, interesting. And then he uh, sneaks back in Ooh. and steals it that night. Um, <laughs> Peter. And then lost. he goes to a veterinarian, a veterinary supply store, which I didn't even know was a thing. Sure. Um, yeah. But he goes there and asks for uh, some, uh, uh, soft tissue. Um, XX, which I don't know what that is. I I assume nice. the XX is a is a like oh I'm gonna replace that with whatever the real word is when we talk to an expert. Oh, uh, okay. In sure. the script, I don't yeah. I don't think it's an actual thing. I think it's like <laughs> I don't know soft tissue something something. I think it's yeah, yeah. I think it's the screenwriting equivalent of that. thing of a um,
0: jig, yeah. Yeah,
1: and a Y gauge <laughs> syringe, and he and the clerk goes, "What are you trying to treat? A rhinoceros?" Uh, and Peter says a spider, real big spider. Um, Oh boy. And he goes home to Ditkovich's house and, uh, basically performs surgery on himself and, uh, uh, and puts the the chip in his, in his body. And then, Ah. um, uh, and then over the course of, uh, you know, a bit of time, uh, he slowly starts losing his spider powers, uh, because he's injected this, uh, chip into his, into his body. Um, interesting so it's uh it's starting to work um and then there's uh there's this there's this bit where um this woman is it is is uh is uh harassed by two men on a subway while peter's riding the car and he doesn't do anything Ew. because he's just yeah he's just he, mm. he just he still has some spider powers he's just choosing not to do anything um which is the big problem yeah. with the with the powers thing in this draft? It it yeah. is literally like, he's just not doing it. Mm. He's just choosing like I don't yeah. want to do this.
0: Like, no, I don't. Nah.
1: Yeah, gonna, it's real yeah. weird. Um, and he uh he actually takes his costume to uh, uh to a, a vacant lot, um where he burns it in a uh, oh god in a garbage can. Uh, oh. Yeah, uh, he burns in a garbage can, and then a homeless guy sees it and digs it out, um, and then takes oh. it to Jonah and sells it to him for a hundred bucks. Um, it's, it's all burnt up. Yep, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. like it's like burnt up a little bit. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but he pulls it out pretty quickly, so it doesn't it doesn't. Oh, quite, I see. Doesn't quite yeah. get it. Um, he like <laughs> as soon as Peter sort of like walks away, he goes over and kicks over the the garbage can and then pulls out the costume. makes sense yeah wow yeah um and uh (laughs) and then uh uh it's so funny because jonah jameson is um uh uh like kind of like mad he's like that loser quitting on me in the middle of the best damn story i've had in 30 years (laughs) if i hadn't already crushed him i'd crush him again Uh, and then he says, wait a minute. What kind of idiot does he think I am a burnt costume? How heavy handed can you get? Sure. He wants everybody to think he's quit when in reality, he's just going underground, inventing a whole new identity for himself. And then he goes publicly and he's just like, we need to expose who Spider-Man really is because he's currently a one man witness protection program. And we can't let that happen. Whoa. Uh, So he wants people to still like find him. Uh, Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, So that's still, uh, That's still an issue, but he's, uh, Peter's, like, losing his powers, um, and Otto and and MJ are, are dating. Weird. And, and, uh, they go on a date, and, uh, there's these two, this guy, like, sort of, like, bumps into Otto, and, like, Otto, like, to gain some, uh, to gain some, uh, confidence, I guess, Hmm. Hmm. he puts on the suit, because he's, he's, uh, he's addicted to the endorphins, and so, so, like. Build some confidence. He's never more charismatic than when he's wearing his arms, ah. the rig. So he puts them on and hides them in a trench coat as he's like on his date with uh, with uh, MJ. They also, Weird. they can retract into the...
0: All the way into the...
1: All, yeah, all the way into the thing. So that's, huh. yeah, so it's easier to hide. But this guy bumps into them while he's on the date and sort of embarrasses him a little bit. And like, you know, obviously MJ doesn't care, but yeah. um, Otto does because he's uh, got pride and things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, he pop he pops Man. out the arms and uh, beats the living crap out of this guy. And then, uh, and, and Peter, who's been stalking them on of their course. date. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Like drops into a, a bodega and, and uh, grabs a Spider-Man replica t-shirt and a big apple ski mask is what it says. <laughs> and, uh, and puts those on and uh, goes and, and fights Otto. And this is actually where we get the train sequence.
0: Oh no way! Yeah, just just fighting him because he went off on some dude. Like, yeah,
1: huh? Yeah, yeah. We even get the you know the runaway train to, so that he can get away from Spider Man and um and yeah. What's basically happening is that the date was long enough that he has he fully bonds with the arms. Oh, and they start they start affecting his his brain. Right, um, and uh, so we now get the whole supervillain man. Right, and we get the whole train sequence including like him holding back the train and then bringing him in and seeing his identity and then uh yeah being like we're not going to tell anybody don't worry which is way more like it it means more here because they could get a reward right right 10 million dollars and yeah, none don't of tournament yeah. yeah 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 so that's that was what, where that was coming from um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they just left it in and not realizing that without the reward it doesn't really mean a lot um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's, that's where we'll leave that. It's just, yeah. Yeah. So, trick. so, um, so, uh, basically the train sequence uses up the last of Peter's powers. He has no powers left. Got it. I see. Um, it, yeah. it used up the rest of it and now he's just a guy and Otto is Dr. Octopus and MJ is like, I was dating a crazy guy. Um, and, uh, that's that's sort of like the halfway point of the movie so.
0: scary business Wait, yeah very interesting it's it's nice to see like a rough draft of ideas you know um yeah because some of them are working some of them aren't some of them are more interesting than what's in the film but they're yeah
1: i really um yeah i don't mind the idea of a of a younger otto dating mary jane no um, no
0: not it's not kind of in a theory.
1: A, yeah,
0: it's kind of a good way to make peter feel uh, inadequate
1: um yeah for sure yeah for sure um so we'll see how it how it plays out yeah Whew. yeah so anyway um anyway. all right well uh that's that's that and uh <laughs> i'll be talking about the second half of this uh script in tomorrow's minute our final episode of <sighs> season two of spider-man minute somehow yeah. yeah we'll see you guys there bye bye, bye.